0: Welcome back on this Friday afternoon on the News Hour. It's time for the Illini Notebook. The voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart, joins us here as Illinois football is getting ready or is in route to New Jersey to take on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Brian, you missed the plane. I know. What should I do about that? We'll see if we can do <laughs> hook that up. Yeah. If if you haven't heard, Brian and Martin and Steve and Ed are going to do something very unique. It's been done quite a few times now across the country mm-hmm. by various broadcast crews, but you'll be announcing tomorrow's game, which is a noon kickoff, by the way, not 11, noon, from uh, just uh, about a mile or so from where we are right here in our studios, from the the Illinois Athletic Administration Building, the Bielefeldt Building.
1: Yeah, it's where they have their uh, television studio. We taped a lot of coaches shows in there over the years, and they've got a nice setup of monitors and screens and everything, and so uh, we're... Checking it out this afternoon and plugging in and see what works and what doesn't and we'll be on
0: the air tomorrow from there. Well, there's nothing like being at the game in, mm-hmm. in so many ways, but pretty cool that this can be done.
1: Yeah, anymore in this day and age. You think about, you know, the old old days when they were recreating games, you know, based on <laughs> wire services or, you know, the the ticker. Ronald Reagan did that years ago, recreating games. So we don't have to do that. But certainly, just having a good feed from Rutgers. I've talked with different guys in the league at Ohio State and Northwestern and big league announcers and different guys trying to figure out, okay, what's the best approach. So they've come up with some good tips on, you know, what to what to kind of angles you want, what you what to ask for, and make sure you get everything that you can see properly. And uh, you know, because you can't rely on what the TV networks are doing, what the director is deciding to do. You can't be at his whim. Well, right, you know, if, they, if that, yeah.
0: that camera is focusing in on a, a, a shot of a head coach on the sideline, but meanwhile you're trying to see that uh, player so-and-so is walking off with an injury. Or, or, yeah. or where's the ball? Yeah. yeah. The ball <laughs> is where, you yeah. know.
1: So, yeah, you got to kind of figure that out. So, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of go through that today and then be ready for that tomorrow. So it'll be interesting. And as long as, you know, the setup's good and the crowd noise is good, uh, we might be doing that some more, especially for basketball.
0: All right. Well, pretty interesting. And I know that uh, there's several, even before the age of COVID, there was already broadcasts being done from studios, not necessarily on the radio, but television Mm -hmm. broadcasts like on the Big Ten Network and that kind of thing so well best of luck on all that and oh, best of luck you. to uh, Illinois football who sorely needs a win after this 0-3 start I don't think anybody really saw coming whether it would be uh casual fans or or so-called experts I thought that everyone kind of mm-hmm. thought Illinois would be fair and better at this point
1: yeah and you know it's too bad because the the team everything was ripe for a really good season and they still could win some games here we'll see as we go along starting tomorrow but you know the non-conference was set up very well for them, all home games. The start of the Big Ten season was going to be originally was going to be in their favor. You thought you build the momentum, you sort out, you know who's who the starters are, and you got all these transfers, and you got receivers, and you got running backs, and you know a lot of depth at all of those spots. And then suddenly COVID hits, and now you got guys out. You know Peter still isn't going to play uh, tomorrow. Obviously, can't play until next week at Nebraska. So then you know you're just scrambling. And, but still, I mean, the penalties, way too many penalties. I mean, I don't care COVID or not. You can't do the penalties they did. Um, Defensive mistakes. And I think they're going to look at correcting some of that. I know Lovey's talked about, uh, you know, moving some guys around and we'll see what that looks like tomorrow. So they've got to be, they've just flat out have to be better defensively or doesn't matter Mm -hmm. uh, what the schedule is or who you're playing or where. And Rutgers is, you know, they're not a great football team by any means, but they, like Illinois've had a lot of transfers they've got the the fervor back in Piscataway because Greg Schiano took him to really unprecedented heights there for about a decade and he's back and he's a great defensive mind and you know it's not going to be an easy
0: team to beat And it sounds like he's not afraid to try anything in the book with the when it comes to the trick plays and, mm-hmm. and all kinds of fakes and that sort of stuff. So oh, yeah sure line sure. I will have to be on their toes that way.
1: Well, absolutely and they scored, I think a lateral on a kickoff return last week. And I think they did they throw to the lineman, I think, caught a caught a pass at the goal line. So, yeah, they they're not afraid to mix it up and uh, why not, you know. He's in there the first year back. He's got full control and he can kind of do what he wants.
0: And then for Illinois, at quarterback, a uh, big question mark there at least for the for the fans mm-hmm. and for us is who will be the starting quarterback, Ron Taylor. Yeah. Pressed into service two weeks ago, had some nice moments, had some uh, significant mistakes as well, and then last week didn't fare as well at all. Illinois does get Isaiah Williams back, maybe Matt Robinson and uh, Lovey Smith and Rod Smith, and basically said we're going to kind of see how this goes. I, I, yeah. think, I would think you're going to see one way or another more than one quarterback tomorrow.
1: Yeah, we'll see what they what they wind up doing. I, um, you know, I, I know that. Um, Isaiah, they really have talked about how improved he's been in camp this fall. And unfortunately with the contact tracing he never really has gotten started. So we really haven't seen a whole lot of him when you think about it. He threw what 10 passes last year yeah. and was in on some runs. So yeah, that'd be interesting and 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 you have to remember there's a reason they put him in the order they do on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. I mean every once in a while, you know, somebody's going to come out of nowhere and shock you, but generally speaking you know, coaches see these guys every day, and there's a reason they're in the pecking order they're in on the depth chart. And that's no knock against Karan Taylor, but he was the fourth guy on the depth chart. And uh, you know, I think uh, initially, I think uh, I think Purdue took a while to get used to what he was doing, and then you know, the next team, Minnesota, knew exactly what they wanted to do, and and kind of exposed him a little bit. And and, and that's not his fault. That's just lack of experience. He hadn't
0: played a lot. From Tomorrow that perspective. Op- Tomorrow, Illinois against Rutgers. It is a noon kickoff. It's been moved. So our game day coverage starts at 10 after Alana Pella, Saturday sports talk at 8 a.m. And then Brian and Martin tomorrow at noon from the Biofeld Studios. And Brian, you've got that notebook ready to go. No matter where you are, That's that notebook is filled. Yes, it <laughs> is.
1: We have lots of things here. Uh, first of all, the Illinois-Rutgers series. Uh, Lovey Smith is 3-1 all time against Rutgers. Uh, Illinois 4-2 all-time. The uh, first meeting, of course, with, was uh, with Ron Zook, his first game in 2005. That was a memorable game. Illinois was way down and came back to win. Pierre Thomas was huge in that game, 33-30. Uh, they won in overtime. The next year they got blown out. That was a really good Rutgers team in 2006. Uh, Greg Schiano was the coach then. Uh, in the win at Rutgers in 2018, two years ago, Illinois forced three turnovers. That sounds familiar. Uh, Reggie Corman had a big running day. A.J. Bush rushed for 116 in that game, if you remember, two years ago. And uh, Jeff George Jr., remember him, threw for 300 yards plus against Rutgers in 2017. (laughs) So Here's a couple more names from the past. Chase Crouch had a 61-yard pass completion in 2016 to Keyshawn Vaughn, who's now doing a little work at the next level. Yeah. So that's a couple of names from the past. Uh, Rutgers. As far as they go, they were two and ten last year. Zero and nine in the Big Ten. Chris Ash was fired after three plus years. He went three and twenty-six in the Big Ten. And he came in pretty highly touted. Yeah, from Ohio State. But it helps to have good players. How about this stat? Last year from Rutgers, eight times out of what twelve games they scored ten points or less. They were shut out four times. Nine times out of twelve, they gave up thirty or more points. So that's how they got to where they were. And that's why Shiano coming back uh, was such a big deal. They got outscored in the last two games last year, fifty-four to six. Uh Shiano was at Rutgers, I mentioned this, two thousand to two thousand eleven. They were eleven and two in two thousand six, that team that beat Illinois. Won the Texas Bowl, they got as high as number seven. They won nine games again in oh nine and twenty eleven. Eventually coached two years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And was succeeded in Tampa by Lovie Smith.
0: Isn't that interesting?
1: Small world. (laughs) Two former Tampa Bay coaches going
0: at it. Well, Brian, we wish you well tomorrow. Yes, thank you. Look forward to it. I know it'll be great no matter where you are. And that's the Illini Notebook with Brian Barnhart, brought to us by Guidos, Jupiters, Billy Berus, and Seven Saints. Local news is next.